This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. The World Cup is just, what, it's less than a, less than two weeks away. Feels like it's tomorrow. Uh, Grant Wall from GrantWall.com, also one of my absolute favorites, must listen, however many times a week it drops, football with Grant Wall. He joins us on the Adam Gold Show. Go to his site. Uh, read all about the the U.S. men's national team and the roster and all the surprises. So let's start there, I guess. Um, bigger surprise that Tim Ream is on the squad or Zach Steffen isn't? That Zach Steffen isn't because until this week, if I had to choose, I would have predicted that Greg Berhalter would start Zach Steffen at the World Cup in goal ahead of Matt Turner. <laughs> I didn't agree with that, but that's what I expected because Greg Berhalter has always viewed Stefan as his guy. He's played for him before in MLS. Yep. Uh, he's chosen Stefan when healthy over Turner in World Cup qualifying. Stefan is healthy now. And so I was absolutely stunned that Stefan did not even make the roster, not even in the top three goalkeepers who did, <laughs> And I still, even after listening to Burhalter and asking him about this yesterday, don't have a full understanding of why Zach Steffen was not picked. Burhalter said it was one of the hardest conversations yeah. he's ever had to drop him. Um, so that's the big surprise to me. Tim Ream being on it is only surprising because he hasn't been called into the U.S. team right. since October 21. But uh, he's also captaining a Premier League mm-hmm. team that's doing quite well now in Fulham and playing – uh, well, against players like Erling Holland uh, yeah. in the Premier League. So I'm glad that Tim Ream is on the team. He deserves to be, but I wasn't sure he was going to get picked. Yeah, I wasn't either. And uh, because he hadn't been part of this cycle at all, I was surprised that he was eventually put on the team. But again, I watch the Premier League all the time. Uh, he has been one of the uh, one of the best central defenders uh, in, in, a, in a difficult spot, too, because Fulham is just kind of coming up and they're trying to make their way. And I think they're actually pretty good. Uh, and look, we've, we've got guys on leads with his, whether it's Brandon Aronson and Tyler Adams, who has been, I think, spectacular. Uh, yeah. You know, he doesn't put up points, but man, uh, he controls the play and he does everything he does for the men's national team. All right. What to make of Christian Pulisic? He doesn't play. He he's, he's barely a second choice player. I think right now for Chelsea, uh, he has played a little bit in some of their midweek cup matches, Europe, uh, not Europa, uh, some uh, some Champions League, some um, some EFL Cup, but he really isn't part of their uh, their featured team. Uh, what to make of him uh, going into this World Cup with so little play, and uh, also what's his future there? Yeah, I mean, there's so much there, right? I mean, Christian Pulisic is the best known American player. He is the star of the team. Uh, you know, he's won the men's champions league with Chelsea yep. and contributed to that, but you're right in recent months, quite a few months now, he has not been a first choice player at Chelsea in the big picture. It's a victory that Christian Pulisic is healthy, knock on wood, <laughs> right. heading into this world cup because he's had so many injuries over the years and the U S as a team is healthier now than they have been for a while. So that's a good thing. But 
in terms of you, you want players to be in top form at club level, like Tyler Adams heading into the World Cup, and you can't say that Christian Pulisic is just because he doesn't play very much for Chelsea. And when he does play, it's not in their most important games. That said, I do think Christian Pulisic, there's a sense that when he comes into the national team of liberation for him, that he really enjoys, really welcomes. And that might get something out of him in this World Cup, and the U.S. is going to need to get something out of Christian Pulisic in this World Cup. I think he's capable of a performance that would be sort of like, I'm going to show you, Chelsea. I'm going to show you what I can do and why I'm still uh, an elite player. But, you know, that's a big challenge for him. Is there is there a sense that he has to be the guy to get them out of the group? And I know they open with Wales in a you know week and a half or so. That he has to be the guy that does it? I don't think Pulisic has to be the guy. He could be the guy. You know, I mean, you go back to the best game the U.S. has played in the last couple of years was at home against Mexico in World Cup qualifying. And Pulisic did not start that game, if you remember. Mm -hmm. But he scored the first goal right after he came on as a sub. He ended up being a difference maker. And there were even a couple of other qualifiers where Pulisic was available and did not start, but then ended up coming on and scoring a goal. That happened in Minnesota in the qualifier as well. So there may be a game in the group stage that Christian Pulisic doesn't start. I'm expecting he will, but even if he doesn't, he can have an, uh, an impact. So right now the U.S. has a lot of healthy wingers, a lot of possibilities. You know, they play a 4-3-3, so there's going to be two wingers up front in each game, and you would think Pulisic would be a lock, but then you've also got Gio Reyna, mm-hmm. Brendan Aronson, Tim Weah, they're all healthy now. And and that's good in a, in a sense for, for Greg Berhalter to have that luxury of selection, but he can mix and match a fair amount there. Final question for Grant Wall. And by the way, I've enjoyed watching Brendan Aronson play uh, so far this year. He is oh, a yeah. ball of energy. Uh, he does need to finish more. I know you and Chris uh, Winningham have talked about that. He needs to put the ball in uh, a few more times, but he has been fun to watch. All right, Seth Blatter, former FIFA uh, boss uh, was critical of, of the selection. He said it was a mistake to award the World Cup to Qatar. Nobody could see that coming, and I we all understand that he was the one who made that decision. Uh, what's the biggest reason it's a mistake to have the World Cup in Qatar? And I know you've reported on the human rights uh, aspect right. of this story a lot on your site at GrantWall.com. Uh, but what's the biggest mistake that? you know, in giving this World Cup to Qatar. Adam Golden Studio with my man, Coach Pete Taruta, Capital Financial Advisory Group. Financial advice industry can be overwhelming for a lot of people. Is there a way to be sure you're getting the best service when you don't know? Yeah, Adam, it's not just if you gave the money to a planning team and they did good the first year. I mean, anyone can do good for one year, but it's a track record and it's a long-term accounts that are very important. We call that a financial fill-up strategy, Adam, and that gives you lifetime income you can never outlive. We'll put together for you, the listener, your very own total retirement plan if you call right now. Call and claim your comprehensive review with Coach Pete and the team, 888-843-0013, or text ADAM to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. You know, I think there's several major, major issues with Qatar hosting this World Cup. You go back to 2010 when they got the hosting rights. Uh, The U.S. Department of Justice has produced evidence showing that uh, there were bribes of the FIFA voters. Uh, That's obviously against the rules. Right. Uh, So they got it uh, with corruption. And then 
there's all the human rights issues in terms of uh, the migrant workers. It's you know, migrant workers make up 90, more than 90 percent of the workers in Qatar. Yeah. And they come from different parts of the world, the Indian subcontinent, East and West Africa, Southeast Asia. And they have been treated very, very badly over the years. And so a lot of those workers have died, uh, not necessarily explicitly working on FIFA stadiums, but just on infrastructure for the country, much of it which has some tie to preparations for the World Cup. They built an entire metro system, all those things. There are new laws in Qatar <laughs> to protect migrant workers. But when I went and wrote about it for my site, I talked to workers at 14 FIFA hotels who told me that a lot of these laws are not being followed on the ground. So that's tremendously important. Uh, in terms of LGBTQ rights, it is illegal to have mm -hmm. same-sex relationships in Qatar. That sort of speaks for itself. And then women's rights. Women are, are prevented from doing a lot of things without permission from their male guardian, whether that's their father, their husband, all that sort of thing. And so you put all that together. There were other issues in terms of they couldn't host it during the summer like they originally said they would because it was going to be 120 degrees. <laughs> that's why they had to move it to November, December, which has totally screwed up the international soccer calendar. Yep. There were plenty of reasons not to have this World Cup in Qatar, but – I always felt like it was going to happen, and, and here we are, and it's happening. Yeah, and it's happening, and it's happening soon. Uh, all right, so go board a plane. No, by the way, uh, very shaky whether or not we're going to see Sadio Mane, uh, who got injured in the last Bayern Munich match, I think, believe it was a couple of days ago. Uh, mm -hmm. And for those people who fell in love watching Mane uh, play for Liverpool, like me, last, uh, last winter, that's a blow because Senegal would have been dangerous with a player like Sadio Mane. And uh, and if they don't have him, uh, it is bad. And that's why, if, they, if this was in the summer, most of these guys, if not all of them, would be pretty healthy. Uh, Grant Wall, I appreciate your time. The podcast is great, Football with Grant Wall, and, of course, the website at grantwall, uh, grantwall.com. I appreciate it. It's uh, great to talk to you. Hopefully we'll do it again. Have a good time in Qatar. My pleasure. Thanks for having me on. More great news for carry commuters. With the new GoCarry app, you can track your bus live on the interactive map feature. Stay informed with the latest news and service updates right at your fingertips. Save your favorite locations and routes for quick and easy access, making your daily commute a breeze. Plus, with the GoCarry app, you can easily connect to GoCarry.org for even more resources and information. Best of all, the GoCarry app is absolutely free to download on the Apple and Google Play stores. GoCarry, where getting there is just a tap away.